0: Today's episode of Sports Headlines is presented by Podgo. What's Podgo? Well, Warner, Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo.
1: So you're telling me that if I include an ad from Podgo, they're gonna tell me up front how much I'll make? Of course.
0: If you apply today, actually, to become a member, you'll be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience.
1: Really? So it'll be specified for my show and my type of podcast?
0: Yeah. So all you have to do is go to podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot co, C-O. And when you apply, make sure you add our podcast, sports headlines, and the how did you hear about podgo section of the application.
1: All right. I'll do that as soon as I can.
0: Yep, again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Let's get back to today's episode. Welcome back to Sports Headlines. It is Inauguration Wednesday, January 20th, actually, as I speak, president joe biden has just been uh sworn into office so congratulations to him i'm sean davis warner Sanker. and happy wednesday to you guys and you know we have a a bunch of football a bunch of sports and a bunch of everything in general to talk about um and i am really excited we're really excited to have you guys on here really quickly before we get started today's episode is sponsored by Patreon, our Patreon page. That's so patreon.com slash 10 lines um, As we get into draft season and the offseason in the NFL, um, you guys are going to want to check that out. Um, we started a series, which actually I think just released literally <laughs> two minutes ago. Um, yeah. where I'm going to start going through every team um, and talk about their season, give a little season recap, then we'll do an offseason preview. And then uh, it's a three-part series for each team. So that's part one. Part two is the free agency where I take the GM hat and I make the signings for each team. Part three is where I do a seven-round exclusive team mock draft. Um, so I'm really excited for that. So you guys have to go to our Patreon page. That's so patreon.com slash That stuff being a $1 per month column. And also for $1 a month, you guys can get access to our SH mailbag. But let's get started today. But really quickly, um, to start off the show, so, uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Blake Murphy, the um, writer uh, covering the, and reporter covering Toronto Raptors for the Athletic in Toronto, obviously. Um, he, he said yesterday on Twitter that, you know, his grandmother passed away, I had to send out my condolences. I to, send out my condolences to him. I personally did that yesterday, I'm going to do a live on air today, because Blake, I don't think you weren't able to uh, interview with him for an episode but um Blake was so gracious with his time we had a great conversation um kind of disproved I think Warren's beliefs about Kawhi and like Russell whatever like when the Kawhi trade was going down we had a great conversation about that um so shout out to you Blake uh praying for you feeling for you right now and my deepest condolences go out to you and the rest of your family take as much time as you need the uh field uh greatly appreciates you so and, yep, and that's that's a Warner Deshaun Watson. Uh, the trade rumors are flying right now. Teams that appear to be in the mix include the New York Jets, who had the number two overall pick. The uh, Miami Dolphins have the third overall pick. Um, but two things coming. Both of those teams have multiple first-round picks and picks in the future, especially in the Jets' case because they had two firsts for this year one is theirs, one Seattle's. They have two for next year. One is theirs, one is Seattle's. Yep. They have multiple seconds, I think, one of the years. They have multiple thirds one of the years. And I think the third team is th- – there's a couple of different options, you know, San Fran. Um,
1: Carolina. That's
0: – Carolina maybe even. So w- what are your thoughts on, you know, the, the trade rumors? And where do you think is the best option for Deshaun Watson to go? Because he has a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. So – the the Texas can like a Jets offer, for example. But Deshaun's like, I, I, I want to go there. He's not going there. So basically, so if Deshaun
1: if Deshaun Watson wanted to be really really petty, he could um, find out which team was offering the least, and then say I'm which gonna team.
0: Go there. I'm and then he'd be go there.
1: Really unhappy, Deshaun Watson, or a seventh round pick. Um, <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, um, personally, I don't think he's going to be traded. I think there's um, there is a great chance he will be, but I think it's probably 55-45 um, or 65-35 uh, in term in favor of him not being traded. I don't think it's a done deal. Um, I think once i hire a coach, especially if it's one that he likes, um, then they can kind of calm the situation down. Now, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pleasant, but I'm, I'm not going to throw all my chips into saying he's gone. um What I will say, though, is I think there are really four teams that can give the Texans the best offer that Deshaun Watson would also like. Um, There we go. So I I would say the San Francisco 49ers would probably be option number one. Uh, Now, as a Packers fan, I would hate that because they're the biggest threat right now to us. Oh, my
0: God. Just imagine Uh, Kyle Shanahan with with Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson. Oh, my God.
1: Um, So... I think that trade package would have to include Nick Bosa, who was the second overall pick, what, two years Carolina
0: would have to include probably, like, Brian Burns and then pick. Or maybe
1: Jeremy Chin, the uh, safety, who's probably a favorite for uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um,
0: the but, um, Chase Young won that already. He just yeah, won yeah, that. Yeah. They but, announced but yesterday. He, he
1: was leading up to being a favorite. Yeah. Um, But I would say, in terms of San Francisco, they would definitely have to give up Jimmy Garoppolo because they don't need him and Deshaun Watson anyways. Um, I think you would have to put a Nick Bosa in there or a George Kittle, but I don't think they're putting George Kittle in there um, because why give up weapons for Deshaun Watson? Um, I think they would also have to do pretty baseline. I mean, if you look at the Jalen Ramsey trade, that was a big star trade. Um, Jamal Adams was another big star trade. Um, There really aren't too many of them here. Here in the NFL, but um, if you look at those two recent star trades, it commands multiple first-round picks. I think you start at probably. I
0: think this is is the most valuable position. I think you start at three, and then I think you're starting four,
1: man. I think you started four first-rounders, um, four uh, combination of six second and third rounders. Um, so not like six from the second and six – like two from the second, four from the third. Or four from the second, two for, I mean, I'm I'm talking about like
0: you are ten, going, you're you're going full standpoint, ten,
1: ten draft picks, and a star to franchise player. And and then and then I'll consider it because if you think about it, quarterback is the most valuable position. That's why they command up to probably 25% of the salary cap. So you you have let's just name the quarterbacks that are above him in terms of usefulness and talent on the football field.
0: Rodgers, Mahomes, maybe Wilson. Russell Wilson,
1: maybe Josh Allen.
0: Mm, i us still put Watson above Allen.
1: So so you he's, he's at worst the fifth best, at best the third best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And so given his age, the fact that he just signed a big contract extension, which the Texans would probably have to pay about half of because they just signed it. Uh, based on the bonuses and guaranteed money. Um, the Texans need a whole lot of stuff. So that I think four first-rounders um, in a combination of six second- and third-rounders with a franchise player. So if you go to the Jets organization, for example, they could do this. Sam Darnold is not necessarily a franchise player, but he is a possible franchise player. So you could include him in the trade as that sort of quote-unquote star franchise player. Um, if Depending on how the Texans feel about him then you would definitely have the second overall pick um you would probably include their uh, like 20th overall pick or whatever is late that's later in the draft that they got from seattle and then um probably two more first round picks down the road and then the combination of the second and third round picks uh, to culminate that and then i think you think about that if you're houston um jacksonville as well the first overall pick now i think personally deshaun watson is more valuable than Trevor Lawrence because he has proven himself to be this elite quarterback, this franchise quarterback.
0: And 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 really quickly now, to add to you that,
1: can, you can say Lawrence's Lawrence, is, Lawrence is, has more value because he'll be on a rookie deal for five years and he could be better. But then again, he's just now coming out of college. He could be a bust for all we know. I mean, he he could.
0: And then really quick,
1: go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
0: And really quickly to add to that, you know, like with. Urban Meyer, who's not really more, more of a culture, you'd rather have pair Urban Meyer like in Detroit with an established quarterback, which is what Deshaun Watson is, to really quickly just imagine, you know, like your first day on the job, you know, your your franchise superstar players like giving the bird to everybody Get me out in the
1: organization.
0: <laughs> Get me out of here. Like what what a dumpster fire that is. And really quickly, another thing to add, if this was the NBA, Deshaun Watson would have been traded yesteryear. He would have been gone. We Just wouldn't think, be discussing this. Davis.
1: I mean, think Anthony Davis. Um, but continuing with the Jets, you have the the two first-rounders from this year. You've got Sam Darnold. You've got um, two more future-round picks. And you've got the the combination of second and third ones. And then the Jags, obviously the first-round pick. Now, I don't know what kind of star player they would necessarily command. Maybe uh, Josh Allen, the, the defensive end, um, or Miles Jack, the linebacker. For, for that defense, that is awful. I mean, gave up like 500 yards to Derrick Henry this season in the two games they played against him. Um, but you would include that in, of course, the combination of second and third round picks. And then if you're Carolina, you've got the player being probably two players, honestly. Teddy Bridgewater, because you don't need him anymore and Houston could use him, they can still compete with him for at least a playoff spot, not necessarily a championship, but a playoff spot. I personally liked uh, Teddy Bridgewater um, a a lot more than other people do, but I I I don't necessarily think he's the franchise guy that you're going to win Super Bowls and championships with, especially in this NFL. But you you would have him in there, you would have a Brian Burns or Jeremy Chin um, or or maybe even a DJ Moore or somebody um, add those guys in, and then of course the
0: Joe Brady with Deshaun Watson. Ooh.
1: Um, and, and I mean honestly, any of this co- any of these coaches with Deshaun Watson, save maybe Urban Meyer. Let's see what offense. I don't think there's been an offensive coordinator hiring yet. But um, I
0: think Jay Gruden's expected to stay on the staff, and I, I like. I would that. like that.
1: I, I think yeah. he's a he's a good offensive mind. He with Washington with Kirk Cousins, uh, they they had some success. It was just such a rotten organization. That, honestly, only Ron uh, Ron Rivera could thrive there. Um, But you have him going to New York. There's uh, Mike LaFleur. You have him going to San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan. You have him going to Carolina. You you have him going to Carolina with Joe Brady. And then uh, with Jay Gruden in Jacksonville. Those are some great options for Deshaun Watson with a good offensive coordinator, good talent around him, too. The Jets... Yeah, maybe, but they've got two interesting running backs. Jamison Crowder is, is a beast out of the slot, um, and then pair that with <laughs> pair that with whatever they're gonna do in free agency in the draft, um, and then and then Lafleur, I think you can be successful there. Carolina, you you might have to give up DJ Moore, but even if they don't give up J, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore right there. Ian Thomas isn't a bad tight end, and oh, you can't forget about Christian McCaffrey or Mike Davis. Um, so, there's all these things that, that are involved. And, and really, any of those four teams you would go, I think the team would be happy. The Texans would be happy. The team that's getting them would be happy. And Deshaun Watson would also be happy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Awaiting um, uh, to see if our guest is uh, expected to join us. But while we wait, I guess I could provide some of my thoughts on the situation as well. Um, look, with Deshaun Watson. You know, again, like I said, if, if this was the NBA, Deshaun Watson would have been gone, people, okay? Um, I, my legs are tired now. Um, he would have been gone, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why we're pretending like, you know, he wouldn't be gone. Um, he is just this ultra superstar talent. I kind of criticized him at the start of the year because, in my defense, he started off the year rather rough. And I was like, I, don't, I, I remember vividly saying, I don't know if I've seen a a quarterback, like, so desperately hinging on, you know, the superstar wide receiver being DeAndre Hopkins. And then from, like, October to the rest of the year, he said he – Pretty much right after
1: you said that, he said, you know what, Sean? Screw you, buddy. Screw
0: you. I'm 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 going to pull the MJ meme. And, you know, he took that personally a little bit. But, I mean, he is just an an all elite talent. Um, just look at the teams. I mean, I think in terms of offense, oh my God. You pair him with Mike LeFleur in, in uh, New York. You pair him with uh, Jay Groot. I think it's probably the worst of them, I and mean, that's still a, a pretty decent one in Jacksonville. You pair him, excuse me, you pair him with Joe Brady. In Carolina, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. No distance Matt LaFleur, but Kyle Shanahan is the best offensive play caller in football. You pair the Deshaun Watson, the at-best third-best uh, quarterback, at worst the fifth-best quarterback with Kyle Shanahan. And that offense, I might have to pick San Francisco, no matter who they have on their defense next day to win the Super Bowl, for crying if out Nick loud. If goes, it's so good. Even if, if Nick <laughs> I'm still picking. Like you can Let's argue go.
1: that an elite pass pitcher <laughs> is probably the second best, if not the third best um, position. Most in important. Football. Yeah. But keep in mind, you're getting the most important uh, position. The most football. important position, which the is best one at that.
0: the third best
1: uh, quarterback with
0: the best offensive play caller with all those weapons on offense. Oh, my God. Screw the defense. Breaking news, out. by the
1: way. Um, so, later in the show, we're going to talk about George Springer signing with the Astros. Another yeah. Houston Astros outfielder is now signed with him. Michael Brantley um, is now a Toronto Blue Jay. So, Blue Jays oh, are so
0: so move so, so, wait, was this the pitch meeting for the Blue Jays? So, they were like, okay, what's our objective? Get every Astros player. I love it. Let's go. Yep.
1: What's our objective? Hmm. Let's let's find out. Uh, we need outfielders. We need pitchers. Hmm. Um. Houston was having some success. I, I don't know; they kind of had a down year last year, but I, I don't know why. Um, let's just pick this the guys that um, that played the best after the sign stealing, and, and we'll we'll bring them in because you know they, yeah. they can win.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you know we'll just we'll take those guys basically. we um, so it the Deshaun Watson now. Be on the lookout for my mock draft. I am spoiler alert going to have a trade involved
1: Ooh. Um, Is it the Bengals do the Bengals trade up to number two or number three and grab Pene well
0: probably not I, in, talk, probably. I, I, I was referring this to Deshaun Watson but yeah sure that that works um, so let's move on actually to a new segment um, you guys have seen this before literally like in the very first episode I think we brought up maybe again for another one, like midway through, and now we're bringing it back. Yeah, now we're bringing it back as a set in stone part of the show. Headline five. We would have some background music, but who gives a crap? Warner, roll it. Headline dun,
1: dun, five. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> some WWE music in there for you. Um. So yeah. So um. Obviously, let's start off with with uh, the. Astros um, losing two outfielders and then Boeing, both, both, both. man, I, I am terrible. Um,
0: yeah. Both
1: going to the Blue Jays. Um, what do you think this this impact is on Toronto? I think I think Toronto's going to be a sneaky team, kind of like, I say sneaky in quotes because if you pay attention to baseball, they're not really sneaky, but kind of like the Padres of, of last year with the really, really young roster, the talented roster, now the Padres pitching much better than the Blue Jays pitching. Well, the Blue Jays' pitching isn't like a bunch of scrubs. Um, so, so what, what do you think? What do you think the Blue Jays are, are looking at this upcoming season?
0: Yeah, I like the comparison to the Padres. Um, I think it's for them to reach the potential. Bladdie is going to have to, you know, step up this year and play to his fullest potential this upcoming season. But I like that uh, they're going to really compete. I think. I think the AL East um, with them. The Yankees and the Rays should be something to watch this year. It's going to be really, really fun. That division might be able to sneak in like uh, three. Um, Perhaps three. Yeah, three playoff oh, teams. because.
1: You're looking at the Yankees being good. They resigned DJ you. You're probably looking at the Rays being pretty, pretty good. Um, oils and the Red Sox are probably going to stink, <laughs> honestly. They're probably going to suck. Um, but. But the Blue Jays might be able to sneak into a wild spot, especially if they keep the expanded playoffs.
0: Yeah, oh for sure. They they don't make the playoffs. They'll be the Pelicans so of baseball,
1: <laughs> basically being given a spot and just just being just, literally
0: handed a playoff spot and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'll pass." Prosperity sounds nice, but let's um I'd rather not.
1: Let's um let's let's wait till we get another number one overall pick. Who's who? Yeah, let's who, wait. Loves, yeah. Um, next, next on headline five, um, switching over to the NFL, Phil Rivers officially announced his retirement. We're suspecting Drew Brees is also going to retire as well. What do you think? This, uh, how do you think these two teams are going to fill their quarterback void? Um, with the Colts and the Saints,
0: I the think Philip Rivers, the, way,
1: the Saints having a projected minus 95 million dollars in the cap next year. So
0: and they're somehow gonna find a replacement quarterback that's gonna, and they're know,
1: gonna somehow trade for Deshaun Watson. And, and somehow,
0: <laughs> No, like like screw the cap rules when it comes to the Rams, the Saints. Screw, screw it when it comes to them. Um, I think with Phillip Rivers, I guess we kind of I get there was a kind of like a, a half and half room. Like we were kind of, will Phillip retire? Will he not? He played good enough to be like, yeah, hey, he can play another year. He, um, I mean, with. He, he put, with,
1: like, a, uh, I think a five-year low in interception uh, interceptions this year. That was a major problem yeah. for him in L.A. slash San Diego was all the picks he would throw.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's credit to Frank Reich, which is why Philly should have kept Frank Reich. Um, now, with Indy, I think this has opened the floodgates for either Sam Darnold being worth a uh, first-round draft pick now and uh, – um if if the Jets want to get Deshaun Watson, I think that open floodgates for him to be worth the first round draft pick. And they'll open the floodgates for Carson Wentz to Indy, pair him back up with Frank Reich, which I've said, wait, i forget well, that's kind of hard. Um I was trying to remember what I said. If I said Trade Jalen Hurts or Trade, Carson Wentz I said trade Jalen hurts. But either way it goes. Well, I think that opens the floodgates. For you know one of these things to happen, and um, but to give a give a little tribute to Philip, um, he's the ultimate competitor. Um, t- trash talking, three sixty-five hey, for sixty minutes. Wa- um, go
1: go go on uh, YouTube right after you're done watching this episode, and and get some sound effects or whatever um, on the NFL's YouTube page, and just just listen to Philip Rivers, just being awesome. It's it never says one 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 cuss word. Like never. Well, I'm, ne- I'm never. I'm, Oh
0: shoot, Da gummit like gummit. like I've never seen a guy trash talk that much without cussing one time. Hey
1: there, there was this one bite from this season where they were winding down the quarter, trying to ju- get him to jump off sides. And, and the Titans, I think linebacker said, hey, we're not falling for that. He said, hey, you got plowed over the uh, last play man. You got destroyed. <laughs> you, got, you got destroyed. Life before taking the Shut up talking to me. Oh, you just no. got hammered. What I mean, he's the,
0: the ultimate competitor. I First ballot Hall of Fame. The, the talk about his This is the last thing. Not going to compare him to Kobe, but, like, there are just 3rd people that just are, like, that type of competitor. Like, Kobe will play through everything. This man, Phillip Rivers, played in an AFC championship game with no ACL.
1: And we're not going to talk about how that was the only uh, championship game he went to. Um, but also, let's let's remind ourselves, him and Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger were in the same draft hey, class.
0: Hey, screw you, buddy. Screw you.
1: <laughs> we're in the same draft class, along with um, future Hall of Famer, Larry Fitzgerald, for example. And um, if you think about it, he was drafted by New York. And then the Manning said, no, 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 Eli's going to New York. And so then he got traded with, with Eli Manning on draft day um, to, to San Diego at the time, he replaced Drew Brees. And, I mean, the, the, just going from New York to San Diego, replacing Drew Brees, who's a Hall of Fame guy in his own right, and it, it, he's had a terrific career um, and, and one that he's really – it's an uphill battle constantly, playing for, no offense to Sean, the Chargers. Um, it, it just is what it is, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw any shade at you. You got Justin Herbert now. Be happy. Um, and and no more Anthony Lynn. Maybe your special teams will be better with. Um, although don't get me started on why you didn't hire Brian Dable. You better hope it was because he rejected your offer because he wanted to stay in Buffalo, not because they just didn't want to pay him as much money or wait as long. Because
0: I'm gonna say is this when we out details on this. I'm gonna say is this Brian Dable not not condoning it. Brian Dable was the A-plus hire. Brandon Staley was the A-minus hire. Still really good, but not Dable.
1: I don't even know if I'd say A-minus because he is a defensive guy. Maybe B-minus. Like, it's a good hire. I think he's going to be a good coach. But in the long run, man, like, uh, or even in This was Selah again. Next year, if your offense performs very, very well and you make the playoffs, Justin Herbert breaks out even more than he did this year, OC gone.
0: Really quickly, yes. In every other situation, I agree with you. Like with Salem, for example, Staley has experience on the offensive side of the ball, so I think it's a little, uh, just a tiny bit different scenario here because of his offensive experience.
1: I guess so, but um, I'm, I'm not too, not too keen on it myself. Um, Karis Levert, ah, oh, this sucks. Karis LeVert, um, by the way, went public and said that he, um, the trade to the Pacers, could have possibly saved him after uh, the Pacers found a mass um, in in his kidney, so possible um, kidney cancer, basically, for Karis LeVert um, uh, during, I believe, their medical um, on him. So,
0: physical, yeah, yeah. Um, hope Karis is okay. He he is. Uh, potential all-star caliber player um, and I just hope for his well-being I hope he gets better I'm surprised like they let that go through because I'm pretty sure you have to pass your physical I don't know if this necessarily um, no make this uh, meaning he didn't pass the physical that's
1: a good point but it's well I mean just think about it from a purely transactional standpoint why would the patients trade for somebody who could possibly have Cancer and who may not never just play any.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how the transaction, the trade was still able to go through, but um, yeah, that was rather interesting in my opinion. Um, so yeah, uh, what's the next one, Warner?
1: Yeah. Um. So as we all have pretty much figured out, Phil Rivers is going to go coach um, high school football in I believe Mobile, Alabama. Um. This is a little fun one right here, Sean. Do you think that we have a new possibly uh, state champion in in Alabama?
0: Well, you know that means Philip will win something, so I'm rooting for him.
1: <laughs> oh man, that is a shot right at your own. No, um,
0: I mean, I uh, mean, and he, I mean, I think you want. I think uh, he's one comeback player of the year, maybe. But I mean, besides that, he has it. He does have a lot of accolades. That's not shade, but I mean, you want to see the guy win something? I mean, come on now.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um all right. Um and the last headline that wasn't a big headline day uh here for headline five. Um, but the last headline going to the NBA. Um, let's review kind of the aftershocks of the James Harden trade. Um obviously the Nets are probably going to it. Kyrie is now back, um, or at least back into wanting to play. Um, what's your take on that whole Kyrie Irving situation? I think this is a great transition, by the way, into your idiot of the day. Uh, but what do you think is is um, the effect of, of Kyrie coming back to the Nets, and, and does it put the Lakers on even uh, on an even hotter seat?
0: Well, I've kind of gotten some heat basically everywhere I've gone with my opinion on this. Look, Katie and Kyrie works. Katie and Harden works. KD, Harden, and Kyrie is not going to work whatsoever. They might play well tonight. I think it's it against Cleveland. They might play well tonight. They might look happy. They might win or whatever. But when times the, – the, the testament of your chemistry or whatever is when times get rough. Let's say they go on a 2-3 game, maybe even a 4-game losing streak, right? How is How are they going to react as a unit, right? And also another thing, right? And people, like, whenever I've gone, people want to compare this to, well, hey, look, Steph, Clay, KD made it work. Oh, uh, hey, uh, it's a very, very different situation. Very, very different. Steph doesn't need the ball in his hands to score. I think you know what I mean by that. Clay doesn't need the ball in his hands to score. James Harden needs the ball in his hands to score. Kyrie Irving needs the ball in his hands to score. KD, kind of, sort of, probably the least of the three, needs the ball in his hands to score. And unlike Steph, Clay, and KD's situation where Steph and Clay are the two most unselfish, arguably, players in the NBA, right? We're like, hey, you know what? Clay's hot. Or, or like they are willingly okay to say, you know what? Let's just play up for Clay. Or you know, or a different situation. Hey, you know what? Steph, this last shot for you. All right. Katie, this last shot for you. Come on now. Katie, Kyrie and Harden, they have each – that's why I get it, KD and Harden. It's fine. They can go a little back and forth. You know, hey, you take shot, I take shot, whatever. Think about
1: right? LeBron, Kyrie, and how that worked. Both ball dominant players, but Kyrie kind of played a little bit more off ball until crunch time, and then it was a Kyrie show. But right, you've got Harden, KD, and Kyrie,
0: and Kyrie. That's the problem. So when it comes playoff time, yeah, they're, they're the most ultra talent. They had the the most talented trio in the NBA by far. But as you look at last year, the Clippers, for example, with um, even though you asked me, I think it was before the Harden trade, if I like, the, if I think the Nets are get to pull at Clippers, I said my vibe was different, and I feel so. I feel okay. I think it's fair for me to be able to to uh, change that because Harden's on the team now, so I think this is a Clippers situation because I don't trust this team when times get tough. In a big-time playoff game with the game on the line, I, I, I just have a bad feeling about this team now with Harden there. I actually feel, I feel worse about them today, January 20th at 12.31 p.m. Eastern time than I did whatever day James Harden got traded before then.
1: Sean, let's, let's go into some Idiot of the Day, shall we? Uh, you got cut off yesterday. Um, that was
0: so my- I'm actually going to start with a different one and transition from the end of headline five. So Idiot of the Day for January 20th, 2021. Um, look, so when you have a platform, okay, it is best to use your platform for the right reasons. And yeah, you want to state your opinions, but if you state him, um, you're too true to him, and I highly doubt that he was 100% true to this, um, you know, it, it can rub people the wrong way. Idiot of the Day is Stephen A. Smith. And honestly, if we did this segment uh, starting at least a month back or so, he would have been Idiot of the Day more times than one. But listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say. I actually wonder if you can show the clip up so our wonderful audience on Sportscaster can view it as well. Here's what Stephen A. Smith had to say in regards to Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie Irving in a press conference yesterday. And here's what uh, Stephen A. Smith had to say. I don't know why my video keeps cutting up. But here's what Stephen A. Smith had to say yesterday on his new show. I don't even know what it's called. I don't even care, really. Uh, His new show on ESPN Plus. Take a listen.
1: This is not the right graphic. (laughs) Um, Let me try to find it real quick.
0: Technical difficulties. Technical Mm -hmm.
1: difficulties. This might be it. Let's see.
0: Also, in other news, Air Rodgers is going to host Jeopardy. So,
1: I'm sure that's a dream that he has. Um, obviously, loving Jeopardy. Um, our condolences, uh, condolences to the Trebek family. Um, to the
0: great Alex Trebek. Yep. Legend, uh, of course. Um, Warner, do you think you found it?
1: Yes, one second, and I will. Here we go. Man, we got to figure out a better setup for this. No
0: disrespect, but most people in this world—not me, not the teammates, not the organization,
1: not folks in the NBA—real quick. When somebody says no disrespect, they're about to say something huge. They're about
0: to say disrespectful.
1: They're—they're they're about to say something so disrespectful. Um, but let's let's continue.
0: Want is what you swore you had to offer them, which was sensational basketball players. So if you got issues going on, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Kevin Love expressed them in the past, or George expressed them in the past. The reason why no one had a problem with them was because they were honest enough to say so. And not look at folks like they want to be honest. <laughs> So that's what Stephen H. Smith had to say. And maybe you're thinking, I want to really quickly pop up the other graphic about Kyrie. Um, maybe if you're thinking, well, Sean, how is that idiot of the day worthy? It rubs me the wrong way because I'm thinking myself like, okay, so basically you're saying eerily similar to Skip Bayless's comments, not, not nearly as um, disrespectful, but eerily reminds me the way like you basically say, okay, Kyrie, who cares about how you're feeling, like you pull it up on the Zoom so they can see it, um, eerily similar, like you're basically saying, okay, we don't care about how you feel, go win me basketball games. That's essentially what you're what – I, what I, that's what I interpreted, basically, is what I'm saying, okay? And look, as Warner has just gratefully popped up, this is what Kyrie Irving has done in the past year, donated $323,000 to Feeding America. Partnered with City Harvester to, to uh, feed 250,000 meals to New Yorkers. Partnered with Nike to donate 17 pounds of food and masks. Committed $1.5 million to pay and help WNBA players who opted out of the 2020 season. Paid off college tuition for nine HBU students from Leakey University. And purchased a home for the family of George Floyd. I'm sorry, Stephen A. Smith. What have you done? anything and let's not let's just ignore what that fan who on the right said let's just ignore that, that. has no relevance
1: um, to this graphic how is curry n- no, we're not even talking about curry or westbrook
0: um shooting westbrook oh my god uh but what have you done mr smith to help please where is your charitable donations at where are your uh what was it uh nine tuition all like tuition paid for where was your 1.5 million dollars donated to uh, to benefit WNBA players who opted out in the NBA se- uh, uh, their season last year or this year this year? So where was where is that at? Okay, so you basically say, you know I don't care go win me basketball games, and he's a person who after Dak this is this is how I know these big TV shows are you know that they feed their analysts or whatever, their, their people, like brainless dummies, what to say. Because when Skip Bayless says something, which, by the way, it didn't say Skip said it. They kept on the low, by the way. When Dak came out talking about depression, not not, not trying to um, say he was lying or anything, but Stephen A. is the person who went on air and talked about how depressed he was when his brother died, where he was r- driving a car at 100 miles per hour, and when his mother died. That is the same person that just said that on national television. Come on, now. So this act may be a part, uh, a two-part idiot of the day. ESPN and Steve A. Smith, what the crap was this? What is this? Come on, now. We need to give, like, we need a, a, a sound effect whenever, um, you know, there's idiot of the day. Like, for example, the Breakfast Club, they have a donkey. They call theirs donkey of the day. Basically, same concept. Um and they play like a donkey or whatever, right? We, we need something like that. I don't know. I don't I know got what.
1: But... I, I got you. I got you. I'll, I'll come up with something creative like that. Um, Real quick, my thoughts on it. I I kind of understand where he's coming from because the vast majority of people, I mean, just think about the Shut Up and Dribble campaign. Um, Despite how wrong that was and how it lacked morals, it was a thing because that's what the majority of people felt. Now, the majority of people... Should not feel that they should have more compassion for people. Um, they should have more understanding, more leniency, and and a, a, have a bigger picture mindset. But I I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. But still, Stephen A. Smith, you don't you don't need to say that. I mean, you can address Kyrie similar to how we did. You don't need to say that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's.
1: Anyways, it is of the day part two, Sean.
0: Oh, uh, yes.
1: Yes. Ah, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. So another thing, we're keeping with the analyst theme, okay? If you're going to say something controversial and actually borderline racist, okay, don't be so public about it. This is like the definition of being an idiot, okay? And if you didn't know, yesterday I was trying to talk about this, and then Zoom said, nope, Sean, screw you. You're not talking about this. So any of the day, yesterday, and today, it's Jackie McMullen Warner. If you can, so kindly, please play the clip one more time for the people who were not listening yesterday.
1: Understand the Kyrie part of it without just being a bunch of jerks on podcast that can't do this. Well, so I will tell you this. One of the I was thinking about all the conversations I've had with Kyrie through the years. One of them I had, I don't know, two years ago. We got into an argument about, you know, something. And he's like, well, there shouldn't be an NBA draft. Players should be able to go wherever they want to go. We're not, you know, someone's property. And I'm like, yeah, you are, dude. That's the way it works. That's why you get paid all these millions. And so I really think in Kyrie's mind, he, I think the effects of the Capitol, I think the effects of the Jacob Blake shooting, I genuinely believe those things affected him. They mm. bothered him. He felt like... This, we, we are not putting
0: importance where it belongs. These things are more important. Are... Now, really quickly, one thing I'm glad she touched on, which I didn't hear until just now. She basically brought up how, how she thinks Kyrie feels that these things, like with Black Lives Matter, Jacob Blake, stuff like that, the Capitol, they're more important to basketball. Which, if we recall when the Jacob Blake shooting happened, I so recall saying, selfishly, I want the NBA season to continue, but I know nothing is going to happen if they resume. And Kyrie has pretty much said the whole thing. He said, hey, you know what? There's more important things than basketball right now. So shout out to Kyrie Irving. Salute to you. But back to Jackie McMullen. Okay? If you don't understand, like... Now... If you don't understand how it's borderline racist, actually, kind of sort of racist, because the the idea of human beings being property is reverted back to slavery, which is about two well, longer, two hundred year idea basically. And and by the way, um, slavery was when black people were slaves. It was something you've only oh. seen here. So, something that um, is. In your history books that you've had since second grade. Um, which is the only thing they teach you about on Black History Month. There is a little shade to the education system that I brought up yesterday. Um, and so, by the way, if you didn't know, you lived a rock for the past decade and a half. The NBA is majority what? The star players are all what, Warner? At least ninety percent. Like this year, Jokic. I mean, there's your probably not
1: Probably eight out of ten. I mean, excluding Jokic and Luca, who are really, if you want to be specific, European, um, Eastern European. They're they're majority African American and black.
0: Like like oh, like overly majority. Like
1: it's not like either, it's not like, like baseball where where the where um L- Latino Latinos are kind of creeping up and and Spanish people in Spanish descent are, are creeping up. Towards that fifty percent mark, but I mean, it's it's far and away. It's far and away
0: far black. Way, predominantly black sport, which is why you know, like those movies, are like pack shots to pack on to like say, white man can't jump, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that's why the thing, But they want to get off topic there. Um, it, it's a so basically she say, oh yeah, yeah, you are you guys are property. Uh no, no, the crap, they're not. Okay, again, that process and that idea of thinking dates back to slavery. So once again, <laughs> once again, you know that's why this is considered racist. And what's even the the idiot part is the fact that she said it on a podcast where it's going to be listened to. So that means she really believes the crap. So and actually, now I think about it. I can't recall the last interview with the NBA player I've seen with Jackie McMullen. I can't. Why would they want to interview with her? Like, Kyrie's probably like, because, you know, Kyrie can probably, you know, uh, uh, apparently Kyrie and LeBron's relationship is okay, I guess, after, you know, like Kyrie had that rough year in Boston. So Kyrie might have called up uh, LeBron. Actually, no, two years ago. Yeah. So Kyrie probably called LeBron and said, like, hey, you know, don't talk to her. She's, she's a racist. She believes in slaves or whatever, practically. Uh, you know, Katie don't, not, nope. And then KD has contact. You know, Clay, Steph, uh, Steph. Seth Curry, Seth, Dame, uh, Seth, uh, now Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Now, the player's are like, nope, screw you. We're not talking with you. So now, not only have you showed that you're an avert racist practically, now nobody wants to talk to you. So congratulations, Jackie McMullen. We need a sound effect. Jesus, we need one. That's my idea of the day.
1: All right. Um- Let's keep things rolling. Um, So it does not look like we'll be joined by our guests today, but we can um, talk about Kansas City. We can talk about – actually, we already talked about James Harden. Um, Or we can talk about some recent coach hiring. It's up to you, Sean.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. So uh, in the NFL – crap, let's see here. Um, so, again, we already talked about Philip Rivers retiring. Um, you know, hopefully we get Ryan on at some point later on in the week. Um, Warner, going to the offseason, what would you say the Rams' biggest thing? Kind of a preview to the uh, offseason preview video and season recap I'll do for each L.A. team. What, are your, what do you think, think is the Ra-
1: About 40 minutes ago.
0: Yep. What are your thoughts on the, uh, on the Rams? What do you think is their biggest offseason need that they need to address?
1: Honestly, I think the weak spot on that team is quarterback. You can say offensive tackle. Yeah, they have an aging offensive tackle, tackle duo. Offensive
0: line in general. Yeah, you know,
1: offensive line in general. Um, oh, maybe uh, they could use some more depth in, uh, with their linebackers or another pass rusher.
0: They're going to have to bring back really quickly to catch you off. They're going to have to bring back Johnson and Floyd who are expiring and, you know, with Brandon Staley going to the Chargers, you know.
1: Sean, I don't think Leonard Floyd would do much more than Melvin Ingram did for you guys. Now he was productive, but not when Joey Bosa was off the field. Just well, I mean, how how, many, well, how much, well, many sacks did Leonard Floyd get um last weekend?
0: Your point. Well, Real quickly, quickly am For, for is, people for people that don't understand, the, the one of the great things that Brandon Stanley does, shout know, the Guilty his charge podcast. They did a great film session on like Brandon Staley's scheme and whatnot. What he does really, really well is scheme about one on one somehow, one on one matchups with, with his with Aaron Donald. You can expect he can do that with Joey Bosa. Leonard Floyd has been really productive this year. You combine those two guys, just say anyway, go back to the Rams.
1: But they 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 run like a four three under technique. So they have a linebacker um but,
0: Rams run three four. So this game's gonna change actually. Yeah, okay. When,
1: but Still, they run an under technique where they have five um, li- five guys down on the defensive line, um, usually four four down in the three-point stance and then one standing up. Um, and, and so really it's a five-on-five game. So five linemen versus, versus maybe five linemen and a running back or something. Um, and so they do that while playing man coverage. That's the only thing that's going to kind of be a question mark to me coming over to uh, the Chargers. Chris Harris Jr. is aging. Um, you now he can play man coverage, but he's a slot guy. Casey Hayward aging. Um, they've got they've got these guys that are Chargers
0: episode three dropping tomorrow. Hopefully, by the way,
1: Sean's laptop got shattered, so uh, we're waiting on on that to be um, repaired. Um, but Joey Bosa, I think we'll get a lot of one on one matchups. Now it's it's different with him and Donald because Donald's an interior guy most of the time. Bosa isn't. Uh, exterior guy and outside guy. So you can chip him with a tight end or a running back or something um, or a receiver in motion. And, and you, can, you can chip him, which slows him down by about a second, um, which is which is a second is pretty much 10, 15 yards um, in, in the NFL with how fast these guys are. Um, so I think what he did with Aaron Donald is going to be incredible. I think if they can get a nice pass rushing defensive tackle to pair with Joey Bosa, it's going to be very, very scary. But for the Rams, um, other than defensive coordinator, I think it's got to be quarterback because Jared Goff obviously does not flip the switch. Now did sign him to a huge contract. I think they can find a way to move the contract or develop a quarterback behind him. Sean McVay is, is, a, is a, an amazing quarterback developer, um, player developer. Honestly, they had probably the top two player developers with Sean McVay and um, all of a sudden playing on his names, Chargers head coach now. Um and and so, I think I think they need a new quarterback now. Wolford seemed like a guy that could thrive in McVay's system. He's got mobility. McVay's system is relatively easy for a quarterback to grasp. A lot of open receivers.
0: Shanahan, um, McVay, Lafleur, yeah.
1: Um. So, you know, the 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 better quarterback you have, the better the offense is going to work. I mean, just look at just look at Shanahan, McVay, and Lafleur. Shanahan has Jimmy Garoppolo, middle of the pack quarterback. Jared Goff is with McVay, middle of the pack quarterback, and then Lafleur has Aaron Rodgers, who's way up there, right? And and look at the efficiency of these offenses. Lafleur might be the third best one out of them, but he's got easily the best quarterback, far and away better than than Garoppolo and Goff, and so the system just is all that much smoother. It's more explosive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, the coach quarterback duo is is big. I think Wolford has shown some promise, but I think I think. Um, Overall, they
0: need to address quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to go with offensive line here. You're kind of stuck with Jared Goff, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to say offensive line. Get younger in the offensive line. Um, and you just get healthy. Um, I think, especially if they get brain back, they're going to bring back another uh, you know, guy. The external uh, candidate for defensive coordinator is Raheem Morris. He is the leading candidate for that. So that'll be interesting. Let's trade this to my Chargers, and then we can wrap them in the Chiefs and head out of here. we got about nine minutes left. Um, what do you think is the, is my Chargers' biggest need going into the offseason?
1: <laughs> Offensive consistency. Um, I think uh, Staley's going to be able to – oh, I got his name back. I think Staley's going to be able to um, make that defense into an elite defense once again. Um, now – Obviously, I could say uh, youth at corner, uh, Derwin James finally being healthy for once. Um, another linebacker, um, youth at defensive line. Yeah, 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 that's all well and good. But I think the biggest thing, if they have offensive consistency and good play calling, with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Guyton, Johnson, Williams, um, Eckler, <laughs> Kelly, um, uh, I'm forgetting, Bellage and the other running back, John- Jackson, Johnson, um they've got so many guys that can that can um really contribute so so obviously offensive line that would be a a pretty easy answer like yeah offensive line obviously that's a good answer for most teams um if we're being quite frank and and while the chargers is definitely one of the worst ones in the league they've got some some guys that are okay and and getting up there um for offensive line, but but you find offensive consistency, and whether that's drafting a receiver or drafting Hunter Henry's a replacement, or drafting um, an offensive lineman, or just getting a good play caller, a consistent play caller, whatever that is, that's what they need. They need that offensive consistency.
0: Yeah, for me, it is far in a way. Not even a thousand. Oh my God, it's so easily offensive line everywhere on the offensive line um so i mean in this
1: jared goff is signed through 2024 um and he is making in 2022 he's making about 10 uh 10 million dollars um there's a potential out at uh 2023 but um in 2022 he's supposed to make 10 and then 2023 he's supposed to make 20 and then 21 so um that's just based out that's not signing bonus or anything
0: yeah, um, but, yeah, you know, I am offensive line. This offense especially offensive tackle. was a really deep offensive tackle class. Um, I'm kind of transitioning more to, you know, get offensive tackle with the first pick in the first round because um, I, I like I our
1: play. offense. Hmm? Why, why no Kyle Pitts? I know you mocked Be- him several times.
0: I have. I have mocked him several times. So I, I also think uh, offensive linemen – especially with him expecting to bring over potentially either uh, Shane Waldron from the passing game coordinator, I believe, from the Rams. And they actually, funny enough, they blocked – the uh, the Rams blocked their offensive coordinator uh, from getting interviewed by the Chargers' offensive coordinator. Uh, I, I, the name isn't striking me right now. I think it's O'Connell or something. But they blocked that ironically. Um, and so, yeah. I, I think, you know, having these moving pockets, I don't even think the guy has to be a stud. So I, I, I think, Kevin. you know, because, yeah, Kevin O'Connell, yeah. When you have these moving pockets, it's so much easier for these offensive linemen. Really quickly, I'm going to rank. And like, the running back. Uh, and the running back. I'm going to rank, like, the five best, like, Shanahan, it's just a play callers with the Shanahan scheme really quickly. Um, uh, like,
1: the, the eight to ten that are right now in the
0: league. they are right now, yep. All right. Go ahead. One count Shanahan, not even close. Well, Shane Shanahan's one. Shanahan's one. 2A is McVay.
1: 2B is (laughs) You love your A and Bs. It's for quarterbacks. It's for play callers. It's for receivers. (laughs) It's for running backs. Everything.
0: No, but seriously, though, because I was kind of thinking, like, the problem with McVay and their offense is you throw them off script, it's kind of trouble. But the reason why it's not necessarily that big of a problem for the Packers is because they have Aaron Rodgers. Right, they have Aaron Rodgers. So I'm like, I'm like, well, the Packers do some things differently, but that's because they have Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of hard to distinguish.
1: It's a, it's a slightly different offense. Shanahan McVeigh. it's slightly different. Um, but the base Rodgers. of play action run. Right. That's, that's but again, that's
0: because they have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um Number four, unless I'm missing somebody, number four is Kevin Stepanski. Um, I-, I love what he did. I talked about that in the Browns season recaps. So that's off season preview. That's going to drop Friday. Be- speaking of which, uh, episodes of that drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern. Um, so the Browns will be available on YouTube and podcast. The Ravens and Steelers will be available only on Patreon. So next week, Monday and Wednesday, you guys will see. Um, or maybe. I oh, don't know. We'll talk about that off camera. Um, before, Kevin Stefanski, love the job he did this year. Speaking of which, Andrew Barry said they're not – they haven't uh, – he, he basically – he didn't say anything about Baker's contract, but he said they're very, very pleased with Baker's performance. We were just talking not...
1: about – we were just talking about this past off season coming into the NFL season. Are they going to pick up his fifth-year option? I think yeah. that's pretty much guaranteed. I,
0: I, I think you have to now. Um, and number five, I – Think I'm gonna go unless I'm missing somebody. I think we're gonna go Arthur Smith. I, I think. don't
1: know. No, I I don't like that. I I I thought you might go there, but this is my hesitation with Arthur Arthur Smith. When Derrick Henry, Who am I missing? When Derrick Henry sort of kind of got taken out of the offense, they didn't really play too well. Um, and and they have AJ Brown. Mm. By the way. In case you guys missed this, AJ Brown basically blew out both of his knees, I believe, in Week Two, and then played through the whole season and the playoffs, and just had surgery. They told him he was done for the year in Week Two. He would go through walkthroughs, which is basically before the game, um, you kind of walk through, jog through your offensive plays or defense. Oh, so what you're plays,
0: telling me is AJ Brown with no knees murder Marlon Humphrey in the wildcard round. I'm specifically like on on the first drive, like he just.
1: I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the man's a beast, um, but, and, and he is so tough. He could, He was in a well, wheelchair doing walkthroughs, and he's still –
0: Boy, really quick, like, first. who am I missing? Who could, who would you put above him? Who am no, I missing, though?
1: That's a good point, but I – this may be a little bit biased. Michael LaFleur really hasn't proven anything, but I would lean towards him. It's
0: because LaFleur has the last name, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, no, hold on. It's all <laughs> <laughs> – uh for the viewers until Sean puts his headphones back.
0: stereotypical, I'm not stereotypical. You biased. I wouldn't say guy.
1: I wouldn't say that's really biased, but Goodbye. what I would say is um he's worked under Shanahan. Obviously, that offense has been incredible. Um he has obviously I mean just Thanksgiving dinner with, with Matt LaFleur and, and that family and in the Shanahan family. They're all great friends and and know each other, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just think he's going to be slightly better um, as, as a play caller. Now, that may not show because the Falcons have way more talent on offense than the Jets do, unless the Jets somehow get Deshaun Watson, um, but <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't know. I have hesitations on Arthur Smith.
0: You buy a son of a gun. Um, really quickly, got yeah, a minute and a half. Uh, Are the Bills' favorites of Patrick Mahomes? No, crap. Any chance Kansas City pulls off a W without Patrick Mahomes? No. 30 seconds. No. No chance. No chance.
1: I I mean, the defense, obviously, we know they can ball. The offense, we know they can ball. Chad Henney is Chad Henney, though. And that's where you got to kind of draw the line. Buffalo's defense is good enough, I think, to stifle um, Chad Henney.
0: Patrick, we need you. Dude, there's my Tom grassy. New
1: news news on um news on, on Patrick Mahomes, apparently it was like a nerve thing in his neck. Um he kinda did kind of get Patrick. trick slammed um on that tackle. <laughs> um as Sean's def- desperately trying to get in touch with, with Patrick Mahomes. But We need you. <laughs> I, I think I think he'll be all right. I, I expect him to play and I expect the Chiefs to win this game. Unless Mahomes goes out.
0: Unless, well, I don't know. But I mean, come on now. He's he has a concussion. You're gonna let it that, wasn't that, 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 a
1: concussion though.
0: Actually, no. They did say he's he has a concussion. They did. They did. They, that.
1: Okay, okay. But still, I I think I think he'll be all right. As Sean is failing at eating banana.
0: Yes, oh. Sandy. Is it ready? Prepare the serum. Patrick's playing on Sunday.
1: I don't know what theme song that was. But um, (laughs) thank you all for watching this episode of Sports Headlines um, in in two parts. Um, That's Sean. That's myself. We were not joined by our guests, but hopefully we can get something with them uh, later in the week. Um, Big thanks, as always, to you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Headline 8, Instagram at Sports underscore Headlines 4. A lot of stuff coming out on YouTube. um, But peace out, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Yep. Appreciate it.